She wears pink too bright to notice. Has feet made for heels. She only wears knackered Nikes. Says she spends her time house cleaning in pain you can't see. Then she laughs. <laughs> then she leaves. Damn that chicken read. So you're uh, sticking with the, the whole jazz motif situation there. What does reading have to do with hoovering that? Well, I mean, my mom has been known to like hoover while reading a paperback on, you know, on occasion. What, the, the staff doesn't take care of paltry housework, no? Where did the whole idea that I have actual servants come from? Like, seriously? Y- your dad does have, like, a piedo, doesn't he? For, like, work. It's not the same as, like, a servant. Are we genuinely not going to talk about the fact that Katie has clearly OD'd on soft jazz over the past few weeks? It's, yeah, it's an unexpected development, Ari. More unexpected than Chloe becoming a BTS fangirl overnight? Here, like, you can laugh, but this army thing is no joke. I have to stream, like, are, so many videos. Are you actually serious? You, you genuinely joined the fandom. How else we gonna break them records, Sarah? Also, I mean, I have no issue with watching that dance break over and over and over again. There's there's a there's a dance break. There has to be a dance break, Katie. It's not Prohibition Era America right now. I need to see very, very pretty Korean blokes dancing in perfect formation on screen. I mean, you might be happy enough with listening to like, I don't know, really dusty vinyl that has like I don't even know who these people are. Who, who, who we is had like to? a conversation about this yesterday. You're doing this just because <laughs> so we're on. Easy. It's so easy. Yes, I am just doing it because we're on here. But still, seriously, I need to. What? Like, why won't you let me be happy? Why? Why? I sort of. I kind of want to watch this now. Sersha, give me your phone. So yeah, it's here. Let me just stare. Is there? You're being. You're being very neutral on this whole issue. Didn't you give like? Chloe her first hit for free and everything. You do have a lot of moral responsibility here, dude. This is music that's like readily available. This is um Search is watching YouTube right now. But like at what cost? At at what oh my cost, goodness. Sarah? I am kind of enjoying watching Sergio What is that? that video though that this is, oh, this oh, is oh, the oh, content oh. we're all here for. This it's is a symbol there's symbolism in it. <laughs> I'll, I'll need to, I okay, that's enough. Really let's let's turn off the video too. right now. Oh my god, who is that? That's V. Um, Opa. We love him. We love him. See that tattoo situation? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like it's not real or nothing, but like, come on. I mean, let's just, here, look at that. Look at that. Katie, look at it. Katie, look at it. <laughs> why, why are you doing this to me? <laughs> <laughs> like seriously, I did. I I genuinely think we should cut our losses and move to a show where we show the girls' reactions to various K-pop videos. Like no, seriously, don't be messing with me. Like, could we actually do that? Because Sirsha has a video to send to me and has not done so for like some days now, and I'm getting a bit antsy. Oh, they, oh, 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 yes, yeah, the, the the winner one. We have an army and an inner circle in the group now, and it's only been. It's only been six weeks. What are these names? I'm so confused. <laughs> well, I mean, I don't know that I'd consider myself like a proper inner circle or anything. B D O. Oh, oh yes, 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 yes. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Um. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Here. And um, do you know what? We can actually, when it eventually loads up, we can we can skip this. We can skip to here. Like, okay. what's what's the big right. deal? 
It's not him? No, it's, it's not a big deal. Yeah, it's it's, it's oh. like, it's not a big deal. It's just, it's a promo that the band oh. did like a few years ago. Oh, you're messing. Um, for like an album from, yeah, a while ago, but like it turned up in my... Why is it so slow, Saoirse? Cue. On my, yeah, it turned up as a suggested video on my YouTube right. and um, um, it was, uh, it was, it was interesting. <laughs> you're messing. <laughs> Look at him go. <laughs> yeah, sort of. Oh, that's. Sort of like that. Oh, that's, oh, that's very nice. <laughs> that is, uh... <clears throat> okay, I get it. I, oh my God, is, is Chloe, is Chloe actually speechless right now? I never thought we'd see this day, oh my God. No, but like, how does she get that job? Like, genuinely, I want to know, because I've got to join whatever agency she's in on. And, and seriously, that's... That's that rapper bloke you've been going on about. Well, yeah. I mean, there are two. There are two in that band, but there's there's two that I've been kind of listening to separately. Um, so that's yeah, that's that's Mino Mino. I think he goes by like both names. Weirdly, it's very it's very strange. I'm gonna watch it again. I'm gonna watch it again. Uh, whatever. I don't care. I don't care. I'm not doing the show. I'm watching this over and over and over and over until I die. Um, could we get like a bucket of cold water down here for Chloe? I just I hope you're happy with yourself, Sarah. I. I like I I didn't I just saw like I didn't even want you to know that like I listened to that stuff. It's not. I don't know. I don't know. Are you receiving some sort of commission on how many indoctrinees you get? In indoctrinees. Yeah, I don't know if it's if it's actually a word or not. But I I really wanted to use it in a sentence today. Anyway, so that's that's a win. We are more than five minutes into this broadcast, and we have not yet spoken about anything that we're supposed to. Hey, yeah. <laughs> we, this is supposed to be our last show, but uh, we've gotten approval to do an extra bonus episode next week on uh, Grown Ups, which which we've all finished now. Right, Chloe? Uh, excuse you. I had to take over from U.S. Army's this morning that we're up all night streaming a new video and what, not just today, all this week. I mean, I've had I have had a lot on. So are you? You don't do that stuff, right? Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm not an army. I'm not a member of like the actual fandom. I'm I'm, I'm an appreciative bystander is that's that's what I would call she's myself. a multi-fan is what she is I've been reading up on this I mean and the thing is her being a multi-fan and me being a proper army that's what's gonna make all the difference when I meet Jungkook Opa whenever they get their arses over here which is gonna happen because I said so yeah. I thought I thought you said that guy's name was was V right well yes yes I do appreciate V very much Sarah thank you for bringing that up but I mean now that we're having this conversation like it's Jungkook Opa I mean he would be my ultimate bias you know and I mean I do appreciate V that is that is a true thing I mean we all saw that tattoo didn't we Katie we all saw it but like not in an ultimate bias kind of way it's just that's just yeah that's just the truth of of the, of the situation this is insane. Katie, are you censoring me? Are you censoring me right now? It kind of sounds like you are there, Katie. Are you committing a hate crime right now, Katie? Is this what's happening right now, Katie? Oh my god! <sighs> I just, I've never heard your voice do that. I know, wasn't it deadly? Can we please talk about something else? Sarah, you couldn't be showing me young fellas this pretty and not expect me to get all up in this. This is your fault. She's She's got a point there, Sarah. Um, okay. Um, but books <laughs> <laughs> look at her face i uh, know let's yeah let's talk about books we were we were trying to figure out what book to talk about this week weren't we yeah yeah we were um 
And, you know, given that all of the Walsh books had uh, had been exhausted, we, we had to go into the non-Walsh vault uh, and pick one to uh, to talk about. And I still maintain that this charming man was the one to talk to. Hey, when you're right, you're right. The clothes. Okay, uh, le- less right. Her- Katie, when do we ever get to talk about someone being an actual stylist? Like, almost never. <laughs> uh, me and Sarsha were in the, the sushi for a beginner's camp. Ah, Jack Devine. You ever notice that, like, how the non-Walsh leading men, you, you kind of have to call them by their first and second name. Well, we talked about this yesterday, so... So, yes. Uh, I was going back over it for the benefit of our listenership, Sarah style. Ah, uh, I see. <laughs> but yeah, like, Rosa Considine, Jack Devine, Joe Roth, Josh Rowan, all first name, second name jobs. The Walsh guys are just Luke, Garv, Adam, Artie, all just first names. <gasps> You left out Go easy, Jesus. <laughs> okay, before we have a physical altercation, um, let's just skip to the end. Um, so we can confirm that the book that we settled on... Good old rock, paper, scissors. Stupid paper. Settled on was The Break. Or your parents get the ride <laughs> too. Oh, oh, <laughs> what? Do you not agree that this book is about old people getting the riot? Oh my god, okay, fine. Chloe, why don't you just take us through the synopsis and then we can talk about the, uh, the riding. See, it's not that hard. Everyone say it with me. Riding. Riding. Just, just, just read the page. <laughs> uh, okay, um, Amy's husband Hugh says he isn't leaving her. He still loves her, he's just taking a break. From their marriage, their children, and most of all, from their life together. Six months to lose himself in Southeast Asia, and there is nothing Amy can say or do about it. Yes, it's a midlife crisis, but let's be clear. A break isn't a break-up. Yeah. However, for Amy, it's enough to send her, along with her extended family of gossips, misfits and troublemakers, teetering over the edge. For a lot can happen in six months. When he returns, if he returns, will he be the same man she married? And will Amy be the same woman? Because if he was on a break from their marriage, then isn't she? The break isn't a story about falling in love, but about staying in love. It is Marion Keyes at her funniest, wisest and brilliant best. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Mm, yeah, listening to all that again, there is there is an awful lot in it, isn't there? Yeah, it kind of like goes back a little bit to like, I think you were talking about it was it last week maybe or the week before you were talking about like the the nuts and bolts of love I think was the the phrase you uh, you used and and I got sick in my mouth a little bit yeah yeah that sounds about right (laughs) but but like it is pretty cool to like yeah see see the ordinary side of these kinds of stories like so far aside from like I guess well actually no I was gonna say so far we've kind of only talked about the falling in love bit but not really actually it's been kind of half and half because like angels um anybody out there and the mystery and mercy close were kind of more about being in love and then kind of mystery and mercy close not even yeah i know what you mean like it's, it's the love story was there but it was more about yeah helen's relationship with herself and her past and all that stuff and yeah like and 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 this is this one is, is is more of a love story i think um but but yeah there's so much about like the family and and amy's like role in it but then like i feel like this one we really go on like a a journey with amy it's it's a self-discovery thing right <laughs> that's one way of putting it in it will you please keep it in your pants let's Chloe. see your book and let's see where it's most creased okay let's just do that come on bring it out bring it out. i want to see it i want to see it i mean I, it, it's 
tough. It must be tough to read about successful YouTubers in a book. Um, that must be very triggering for you, Chloe. Ouch! Sarah, put them claws oh, away. Yeah. <laughs> People listening, though, might not know what we're talking about. Um, yeah, so Amy has this large family. Well, it's not that large, but yeah, her, her eldest daughter, Neve, is, um, is, is a successful YouTuber, makeup YouTuber and everything. So, I mean, oh, I, was, I was super jealous reading about all of the cool stuff she got to do. It was, oh, it was so sad. I like genuinely couldn't have loved the sort of segments that she did with like her granny. So like Amy's mom, like oh, doing her up and all. Oh my God. And then having her talking on the vlog. Oh, it's class. It's so good. <laughs> I think we might be getting a little bit um, specific here. So let's let's take a break. Maybe uh, we can cut to, to some ads and we'll be back with uh, our excerpt from the break. And uh, yeah, more and more of the same. Uh, stay tuned for more Chicklet for Life. Well, it's coming up to exam time. We gotta get serious. Stake out our spots in the library. And get your study TikToks recorded for this year's Procrast TikTok Challenge. Want to immortalize some stupid in-joke from lectures that only like four people will get? Maybe you want to lip sync in the library messing up your hair and staring into the middle distance like an absolute loser. Or maybe... You want to organize a flash mob dance challenge. It should take campus security at least 15 seconds to get to wherever you are from their station at the car park. So... Procrast TikTok. 15 seconds is more than enough. They really need to like start killing the Wi-Fi in the library coming up to exam time. Like you're even work. No, I, I I really do agree. This is all so stupid. Like people waste so much time on the internet when they're supposed to be studying. Like it's really really distracting. People can download the stuff they need using the LAN cables in the library and then go study. I seriously thought that I was going to just lose it at those guys in the library there before Christmas. I mean, parkour inside where people are studying. Really, really, you guys, come on. What were you going to do? Like throw caviar at them. That was salmon roe and I only had it because my mom wanted me to eat the sushi she had made before it all went off. You know this. I've told you this. I think... I think Katie's head is actually going to explode. I... I mean, I just... I just can't. What is it, Katie? What? That her mom made sushi at all? Or is it the imported ingredients? I mean, is it the bouginess? Or is it the carbon footprint on them salmon rolls? You know, it's not, it's not all right, sure it's not. <laughs> not okay, I'm not okay with this. Isn't this where you usually like steer us back on track, Sarah? It is, isn't it? I really, really need this really, really bougie conversation still. I don't know. It's pretty fun to watch you squirm. Everyone's it. being so mean to me. Oh, <laughs> this is unexpected. But um, yeah, we were we were talking a little bit about the break before we before we finished up. So we had the or I beg your pardon before the uh, the break just there. So we we had the the summary. Um, we've got an excerpt lined up too. But uh, we I, I did want to touch on something, Chloe. You said that you um you had to read this one twice. I, I didn't have to. I chose to. I'm not. Dumbass. Oh, that's not what I was saying. Jesus. <laughs> Keep your knickers on there, Sarah. Well, yeah, no, I read it. I read it twice. Um, yeah, like, I'd forgotten loads of it. There's, like, loads 
going on. There's loads in it. Is it her longest novel? I remember thinking, like, when I had the book, it was, it was huge. It might be. I mean, yeah, there were, there were, like, loads of themes going on, though. I think that's more kind of, like, there's, there's lots going on in it, you know, and things, things that people don't necessarily talk about, like... Well, I thought the idea of like what constitutes an affair was really Yeah, we were talking about this before, Saoirse, and I don't really know what you're saying. Like, you're talking about this grey area business, but like, cheating is cheating. No, that's the thing, though. I mean, but what what is cheating to begin with? You know, is it is it physical? Is it is it emotional? Is someone going behind your back? It's not rocket science. No, 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 no. But like, let's say you have like a male friend and you've got a boyfriend and your boyfriend goes mad about you seeing your male friend, you know, on your own time. Like that's is, is, is that OK? He thinks you're having some sort of an affair with him. Is that is that true? No, that's not true. That's somebody being an Egypt. Of course, I can have as many friends as I want. But let's say you have feelings for that friend and you're not acting on them. What? Well, well, this is what I thought was really interesting. You know, like, like if you were into someone who wasn't the person you were romantically involved with, you know, married to or your boyfriend or whatever. Or girlfriend. Yes, yes. Or girlfriend. Thank you, Katie. Um, so, yes, your significant other. It's not your significant other, but like you, you still see them a lot and you kind of get to engage in that kind of um, flirty behavior without actually engaging in anything physical. Are you cheating? You made that up to piss me off, didn't you? <laughs> no, but like it's 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 something that's explored a little bit in the book. I don't want to like give loads away or anything, but it's um yeah, I'm, I'm aware that I'm talking an awful lot, but I just I just thought it was interesting, and I don't really. It's not a kind of like betrayal. That's a, that's a very out there kind of word to use, but it's it's not the kind of betrayal I would have thought about before. But I remember reading it and thinking, oh my goodness, I don't like what this person is doing to their significant other right now. Yeah, it's, it's, I thought that was interesting. Like that, you know, you know the way like this whole nuts and bolts of being in love idea that you were talking about earlier, like that you're with someone for ages. And you're going to meet other people who like you have like crushes on and stuff. And like it's 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 nice, I suppose, to meet people you have crushes on. I personally find it very stressful, but I believe for the the wider populace, it's it's an enjoyable thing. So like you kind of my understanding is like a lot of people would want to be around people they've got crushes on. But then if you're doing that while you're in a relationship are you like spending more time thinking about this crush person than the person you're in a relationship with and should you be in that relationship it's I don't know if you're not into the person you're with you shouldn't be with them and if you're looking at somebody else you're probably not into the person you're with but like you think that you'd never have a crush on no one ever again like yeah I suppose like people are married for like 60 years and stuff like 60 years is a long time to not be attracted to anybody else, ever. If it's meant to be, you'll only be attracted to that person. Dude, you were like talking like not even 20 minutes ago about how all seven members of BTS are equally hot, except for the one you currently like the most. Since when do you listen to me talking like that? No, that's, uh, yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, so so let's say you're... Bias, I forget the name. Jungkook, his name is Jungkook. I'm sorry, Opa, they just don't understand. <laughs> yeah, I suppose I don't. <laughs> so, yeah, let's say he turns up right now and he knocks on the door and he's like, hey, Chloe, 
you understand him because you both speak Korean. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, he's like, yeah, I want to whisk you away on world tour and teach all my dance routines. But oh, you can't nice. even spend no time with the rest of the lads um, because you're so attracted to them. So like. So like I wouldn't be able to give like Jimmy and a hug or nothing. No, cheating is cheating. That's what you I said. Wouldn't, I wouldn't be able to like. Like have a big bitching session with with sugar? No, I don't know what that means, but I assume not. No, and I wouldn't be able to like tell Jin not to be pointing his handsome face at me because like it's a weapon of mass destruction and it needs to be registered as such. I've been saving that line for ages, and I won't be able to oh, say it. I'll tell you who these people were. Why did I do <laughs> no, this? No, you wouldn't. <laughs> no, you wouldn't be able to do any of that. It's uh, yeah, and given that uh, John. Gook is the one then yeah you should be fine with her based on your your previous logic this is um i'm gonna need a minute to compose myself right now so if you i'll just continue with the, with the show i'm just gonna think about how i'm going to deal with this <laughs> well, yeah that's, that's that's the thing like i thought that it was cool that this book when they were talking about the various love stories it wasn't a real like the one type love story like usually whenever the main character has a fixation on someone the person they have the fixation on is usually the one capital T capital O yeah well I think when it's when I'm saying it it's it's a W and not an O but we won't go there (laughs) nice well I mean but that's this is the thing this is what I thought was really interesting so like Amy and Hugh they've got this really structured life early on you know they love each other but from the get-go they have all this responsibility they've got their family front and centre they've got kids almost out of the gate you know and like later on then there's this itch to be recognised as a human being separate from the family unit and like is that what drives Hugh to leave the family unit for a little while but what does that mean for the kind of connections and agreements he's made and and the sort of loyalty to the unit that's still really important to him it's it's and then what does that mean for Amy you know there's there's so much tied up in it and it makes a lot of sense why he wants to do it but at the same time he's he's turning his back on something important so he's both right and wrong at the same time and I really really like that wow you're gonna Transfer to psychology there, Sertia. Do you ever get like scared that if you had a family, you'd never like get to be a person on your own and get to do what you want like ever again? Um, I guess I'm not sure what you mean. Like, you know, like when you have a family, you have to like, it's all is all about them. You have to be present for everything. You have to be looking after everyone all the time. And now in college, it's kind of like it's four years, but it's it's four years that are for you. And is it's four years enough. But it's not just four years. It's all the time we have before. In school, no. Yeah, I, I suppose. Like, Clean, I know you're not no silver spoon situation, you know. Like, I've been working part-time the whole time and handing money up and all the rest. But, like... You know, it's still, it's not like looking after a baby or nothing. And the thing is, like, my ma goes on now about how she's getting that time back now in her, like, 40s and all. Like, she was only young when I was born. And the two girls weren't, like, too far after her. So now we're all, like, able to look after ourselves. And she said, like, constantly, like, heading off on weekends away with the girls and golf trips and all that kind of stuff all the time. Your your mum 
plays golf. People from Cabra can't play golf, Sarah. No, 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 no. That's not. That's not what I'm saying. I just, I just don't know anybody who's, uh, whose folks play golf. That's, uh, that's all. All right. We going to do this excerpt, Terry? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, it was me this time, wasn't it? Um, yeah, okay. Uh, Friday, 9th of September. Myself and Hugh, I say, we're taking a break. A city with fancy food sort of break? More a narrows her eyes. Or a Rihanna sort of a break? Well, she presses her case. Is it the city with fancy food break? No, it's the Rihanna kind. You've got to be joking me. Because Rihanna is, what, 22 and you're not 22. It's imperative to shut her down before she utters my age. I don't know how I got to be 44. Clearly, I'd had my eye off the ball, but a little late to the party, I'm trying to airbrush away all references to it. It's not just the fear of dying and, worse, the fear of becoming jowly. It's because I work in PR, a dynamic, youthful sector which does not value the less young among us. I've bills to pay, and I'm simply being practical here. So I avoid any stating of my age, like, ever, in the hope that if no one says it, no one will actually know it, and I can stay age-free until the end of time. My one regret is that I didn't adopt this attitude when I was 27, but I knew nothing when I was 27. I'm your sister, Maura says. I'm seven years older than you. So if I'm 51, of course, I say very, very quickly, talking over her to shut her up. Of course, of course, of course. Maura has never been worried about getting old. For as long as I can remember, she's been ancient, more like Pop's twin sister than his eldest child. So it's a break where Hugh can go off. Where? Southeast Asia. Seriously? And then, what? He'll come back. What if he doesn't? It was the worst idea ever to admit my news to Maura, but she has a knack for getting the truth out of people. We call her the waterboarder. She can always smell a story. She's known something's been up with me for the past five days. I thought I'd be okay if I kept ducking her calls, but clearly I have a strong delusional streak because it was only a matter of time before she showed up at my work and refused to leave until she knew everything. Look, nothing is definite, I try. He might not go, because he might not. You can't let him, she announces. Just tell him he can't and let that be an end to it. (laughs) If only it was that simple. She hadn't read Hugh's letter, so she didn't know what torment he was in. Letting him leave was my best chance of saving my marriage. Probably. Is it to do with his dad dying? I nod. Hugh's dad died eight months ago and Hugh had shut down. I thought that if enough time passed, he'd be okay. But he isn't. He's the opposite of okay. She's getting worked up. This effing family. When will the drama stop? It's like playing whack-a-mole. Maura's rages are familiar and they no longer have the power to utterly terrify me. No sooner is one of you tying the line than another of you blows your life up. Why are you all such disasters? She means me and my siblings, and actually, we aren't. Well, no more than any other family, which is, to say, quite a lot, but so is everyone else's, so we're fairly normal, really. It must be my fault, she declares. Was I a bad role model? Yes. In fact, she was the least bad role model that ever lived, but she's upset me. Surely, all things considered, I'm deserving of sympathy. You're so cruel, she says. You try being a little girl, she means herself, whose mum was in hospital for months on end with tuberculosis at a time when tuberculosis wasn't even a thing, when it was years out of date. A little girl who has four younger brothers and sisters who won't stop crying and a big, cold house which is falling to bits and a dad who can't cope. Yes, I have an overdeveloped sense of responsibility, but... I know the speech and could do a word-perfect recitation, but closing her down when she's in full flow is next to impossible. My siblings and I like to joke that her husband, TPB, 
the poor bastard, developed spontaneous mutism shortly after their wedding and no one has heard him speak for the past 21 years. We insist that the last words he'd ever been heard saying, in tones of great doubt, were, I do? What's going on? I ask, baffled by her antipathy. I haven't done anything wrong. Yet, she says. Yet. What are you saying? She seems surprised. If your husband is on a break from your marriage, she does the quotation marks with her fingers, then aren't you, more quotation marks, on a break too? It takes a few moments for her words to sink in. Then, to my great surprise, something stirs in me. Something hopeful that, after the last five horrible days, feels like the sweetest relief. In a small recess of my soul, a tiny pilot light sparks into life. Slowly, I say, seeing as you put it like that, well, I suppose I am. Like, I know my mom and dad are still together, but like, that's the kind of thing that she's doing now. Like, she goes off and does her own thing and he does his thing. Like, lucky for us, his thing has given us lifts and like letting us keep the change when we sort out a takeaway for him and all. <laughs> oh, I love your dad. I can't believe he picked us up at like four in the morning that time. Ah, he was out anyway. What's the use in having a taxi driver for a dad if you can't guilt him into picking you up <laughs> on New Year's? Well, you know, as rich a talking point as uh, Chloe's guilting of her dad into doing various things is, <laughs> let's use this time to, to take a quick break um, before before we get into, yeah, the, the real discussion here on the next uh, segment of Chicklet for Life. Stay tuned. Uh, right. So, after Lodi's decided to lay into two tours one chain on your woman Denise's show last week, we here at two tours one chain will be suspending service until, well, maybe forever. Shannon, will you cut the recording here? All puncture repairs from the last few weeks will be refunded. We now appreciate that masking tape will come off in the rain eventually so it is not a suitable patch material. We are man enough to say that that was a shit idea. We thought it would save enough money for us to keep doing our free tour checks for free. But wasn't. Because now we have to refund them all. Yeah. Yeah. So come on down to Two Tours One Chain for your refund. We'll still be here till the end of the week. We think. That's just not fair. Oh, that's like. That's actually like kind of sad. Like, we won't get to continue on this audio editing journey with Jono. Judging by the progress he's made between the last ad and this one, that journey looks to be already over. Jesus, Sarah, that's, that's queer bitchy. They're, they're going to have to shut down, like. We're only having a laugh, Kleena. I know, I know, I know, like, it's just, you know, the way things can get a bit, like, mean girls if we don't watch it, like. Well, no, not really. Like, people listen to the show to hear what we have to say, and some of our uh, spicier opinions have been the most popular. Yeah, but that's just us, like, slagging each other, though, innit? It is a bit mean for us to talk about people, like, that aren't here. Oh my god, like, first I've got Katie pontificating to me about stuff that's definitely going to get us cancelled, and now, It's like, an incredibly important part of the book, like, and we need to discuss it, Sarah. Here, I didn't mean to, like, start, No, 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 you didn't, no. How about we just let Katie go ahead and, you know, bring the mood right down to... I swear, to if you say it. Chinatown. <laughs> so... 
before we get back to talking about Amy and Hugh, in that case, there is another item that's brought up in the book that we need to discuss. Exactly. And uh, yeah, I've got a short excerpt to start oh, us off. Oh, like uh, Katie here, I really... You know, the reason why I didn't want to talk about this was because it's going to ruin the book for a bunch of people. You didn't want to talk about this because you thought it was going to get us cancelled, first off. Second off, I'm not an idiot. I took out all the names, okay? All you guys need to know is that Amy's daughter, Neve is a successful vlogger. Vlogger, I find that really, really hard to say. Um, concentrating on makeup. We've been talking about that a little bit already. Chloe, did anybody think about giving, like, your sisters the the, uh, the book for, like, background reading on how to, you know, fast-track them to a million followers? Uh, only if someone censors out all that ride and I can't have them... Uh, you looking- know they know way more than us about it. Us? What do you know about a princess? <laughs> Actually, yeah, we're, we're on air. Yes, I know absolutely nothing about all of those things. Oh, that, that almost sounds worse. <laughs> 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 anyway... Like I was saying, Amy's daughter Neve is a successful vlogger, but at one point in the book, Neve uses her platform to share a story of a friend of hers that has to travel to the UK to terminate a crisis pregnancy. The book was written prior to the Eighth Amendment being repealed, so, you know, as we'll all remember, this is a very serious issue at the time. Abortion was illegal in Ireland and carried a pretty weighty um, jail sentence with it. Isn't it just crazy to think that that was, like, not long ago at all? Yes, and like to think how long it was like part of the actual law. Like if I, this but, is crazy. Uh, yeah, uh, let's let's get started. So yeah, this is where Neve is sharing this story on her her actual vlog. Um, okay, so my friend missed a pill, and even though she took the morning after, she got pregnant. She's young, has no money, and emotionally wasn't ready to be a mother. I went to the UK with her. The film is all in movement, so you don't see any faces, but you do see Dublin Airport. The departures board, the inside of the plane, the tube. Making clear that the pregnant friend is being played by an actor, a silhouetted woman describes everything that happened as if it had happened to her. The terror, the shame, the physical discomfort, the appalling financial cost. Why does our country do this to our women and girls, iPad and Eve asks, as we see the girl, pixelated out, being put on the luggage trolley too weak to walk. Our abortion rate is the same as everywhere else in the developed world. Can we please stop pretending it doesn't happen? In every vlog Neve does, she links to the items she showcased so that people can buy them. This week, she has links to Aer Lingus, London Black Cabs, London Tourism, the Marie Stope site, that's the, the, the clinic that this person went to, um, and the combined sums come to over €2,000. This happened six months ago, iPad Neve says. My friend is getting on with her life. She does not regret her decision. Oh, wow, that was short. Yeah, see, not that big a deal. Oh, it's just so sad. Could you imagine being in that position? And, like, the thing is, like, loads of girls were. Like, they must have all been so, so terrified. Like, I get that, like, religious people don't agree with having children outside marriage and all that. And, like, they think that abortion is, like, killing babies and all. But, like, it is a bit mad that, like, the law was based on, like, religion. Right? Isn't that mad? Uh, like... Just a bit, Chloe. Ah, here, don't be a bitch, Katie. Hey, why is everybody being so salty with me today? What's going on? Like, like you weren't listening to me. No, like, like, I get that being religious gives you, like, a pathway or something to being a good person. Uh, debatable. Uh, here, no, okay, like, even, like, non-religious people can agree that Jesus is pretty up there in terms of how to be a good person. Like, you, you could say that for the head of almost all religions, like, the Buddha, all of the, the, the Hindu gods, they, they all are fairly, you know, they're people you would want to aspire to. 
Yeah, like I, I get what you mean, Chloe. Like morality is important, but like then why is it that when religious ideas that could be considered strictly moral are used to make laws, it like it seems really wrong. Like why is it that when it's in terms of just morality in a religion, it seems fine. But then once you start having it as a hard and fast law, it seems like really, really unfair. Right? It's weird, isn't it? People have all different kinds of lives, you know. Laws are like way more specific than a religious guideline. Like if someone interprets a religious guideline, like the way they're going to interpret it, like is around the context of their own life, you know. But like if if someone is putting that into a law, that person has interpreted that religious guideline in terms of how they live their lives and it might not allow for how other people live their lives so if you're talking about like people in the church who are celibate you know being involved in making laws then they're going to have a a viewpoint on sexual like interactions between people that is kind of skewed you know it's not going to take everybody into account and it's not going to be with the the goal of keeping people safe at the at the center of it, which is kind of what laws are are supposed to do. Oh my God, you're like you're like well smart, Kleena. Like well smart. My grandmother always said that like if men had babies, abortion would be a sacrament. Is that how they say sacrament down the country? Sacrament. Well, <laughs> no, that was like my granny's posh voice way of saying stuff. Like, uh, Catherine, could you please come in here for a moment? Super, super weird. <laughs> weird, all right. But yeah, like, no, cheers, Katie. I, I, I wasn't really sure how this, this part was, was going to go down. But yeah, 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 yeah. It's, um, it's pretty great that the repeal campaign made that change happen. And yeah, yeah, this is the, the, the way that it's outlined, the, the um, experience of, of going to the UK for an abortion, the way that it's outlined in this book. It's, uh, mm. Yeah, it's pretty affecting, like... Yeah, like, that's why I wanted to talk about it. Like, yeah, there's a bit of misery porn going on in that it's all like, oh, wow, look how bad things were. But at the same time, like, we made that change happen, you know? And, like, the fight's not over. There are right-wing parties rising in power worldwide, and it's because everybody is afraid of each other. In Ireland, you know, we've been afraid and under the church's thumb for a long time. We can't go back there. You know, the last election kind of is is in line with that. But, but we're only beginning to make this small island like a place that welcomes everybody we got to keep it going you know we got to hold our representatives to task on like important stuff you know climate change help for the homeless healthcare, direct provision all those things you know we can we can change all of those like we change this one i don't i don't see why yeah. not. Yeah, thank you for <laughs> well you know social revolutions aside i do want to go back to talking about the kind of the central theme in in the break which is um just pretty much how amy dealt with with Hugh leaving. Now, would we call that a team, Sarah? What? Ah, don't be like that. Come on. I thought Amy was really cool. Like, the fact that she was this cool older lady that had built her own PR company with a few folks that she knew. Like, I thought she was, I thought she was class. Maybe that's somewhere to start. Oh my God, and them clothes? Yeah, that vintage thing she had going, that was, that was, yeah, she, she just seems so sound. Like, and that scene where she was like frying rashers in her bra at that time. I know, you little minx, Amy. <laughs> I loved her relationship with her daughter, so I thought that was lovely. Like she was just really selfless or something and being there for them, you know, I just, I kind of felt really bad or like, like sort of jealous on Amy's behalf that like Hugh got to go and like be himself and like 
live his truth to use a terrible terrible phrase when amy like had to stay in that you know mother persona but like she had all her trips to the uk and all for work like she still got to do everything that she already used to do over there socially you know and like the kids are all grown up like they were all in their teens and stuff they weren't in like nappies or nothing no no i get what you're saying Sarsha. like how would kids see a parent deciding that they need to go and find themselves um but but like you'd be horrified if one of your folks went and did that well i guess but like chloe's point is like really important all of the kids are in their teens and fairly self-sufficient it's not like hugh left amy with a bunch of kids all under the age of five or anything they were all old enough to look after themselves and not put huge amounts of pressure on amy she felt some pressure clearly but like it's not like she needed to organize like daycare for them or anything like that it's and and plus like all like old enough to understand what the situation was he's able to talk to them about why he's doing this and it's not like they're confused by the situation well <laughs> and certainly no more confused than amy about the situation and they get to stay in touch with him all that stuff you know it's not it's not like they were at a major developmental like stage when he left or anything I, I guess like but it's just it's the rejection it's it's he's rejecting Amy and he's he's rejecting his kids he's rejecting his whole family whoa dude harsh <laughs> what he wants to go and be with other women I'd call that a rejection and then wanting to be away from the kids I mean that's that's a type of rejection too I mean clearly he they don't fit in with the type of life he needs to have in quotes you know for the next six months or whatever they'd have to have felt that given he wants to be away from them too he's he's rejected them I mean, am I am I wrong? Did did none of you guys like clock that? I wasn't saying something to clock, Sarah. It's not exactly Stephanie Myers being in the coffee shop in Twilight or nothing. You know what you're talking about is like an opinion, not an Easter egg. Like, like that's a really good point. But Jesus Christ, Chloe. What? I didn't say it should win an Oscar or nothing. You have legitimately said, girls, I don't know why the first Twilight movie did not win an Oscar. Was I drinking? Is that important? Nah, I suppose not. And just to get this on the record, I don't think Hugh's rejection of his entire family was an Easter egg. I thought it was a pretty obvious plot point and the main reason to hate Hugh throughout the book. Like, You guys didn't feel bad for his whole family being left like that and like hate him as a result. Well, like, Amy was like very upset, understandably, and I felt bad for her. But the kids seemed to understand and it's not like they were toddlers or anything. You know, he was he was really upset and he needed to leave for himself. You know, people need to look after themselves, too. The... The only real victim I saw of his decision was was Amy, I thought. But he didn't care about the effect on them. There has to be an effect of a parent leaving their teenage kids like that, even if they really need to leave. Like, Kleena, like, like, was it like that for you when your mom left? What? Like, like when your mom left when you were 15, like, did the way Hugh leaves in this book remind you of that? I told you that... In private. Um, I told you not to tell anyone. I don't remember. No, I did. I did. I told you not to tell anyone since I'd come to college because of how everyone was in school when it happened. I didn't want to be a leper here too. I I was bawling my actual eyes out there. On what planet did you think it'd be okay to say this on the actual radio? Uh, No, like cleaner notes. Not a big deal. Not a big deal. Not a big deal. You know how upset I was coming to college and leaving my dad on his own. Like, I told you how he makes sure, like, not to ring so he's not getting in my face. Like, how one of the neighbours told me she's looking in on him now and, like, now that he's on his own, like, I'm some bitch to her that left him to rot the first chance I had. Like, I told you, you couldn't tell anyone. I bet you told everyone in here the second you were done talking to me, didn't you? 
You did, didn't you? Oh my God, you're such a bitch. I thought it was okay. I, I thought like they should know that we should know so that like we could be here to like to like help we, we didn't tell anyone else Kleena I mean it's it's none of our business you're right it's none of your business no, I've got loads of friends who like their parents aren't together or like one of them died or whatever like it it happened that's not the know, same my mum waited 15 years before she decided she didn't want to hang around you know that's, that's a very specific situation there Chloe and, and I mean and, and we get that seriously and that's the reason to share my private family situation on air no I just I thought like what (laughs) you thought you thought what I don't know I just thought that like you you were so sad you know and like and and I mean it's sounds good on air and no no I didn't know I didn't I didn't mean I didn't mean I didn't mean that no it's like if, if you were saying it on air and you knew that like we all don't care and then other people heard it like maybe maybe people listening would think that you were like really awesome as well you know okay so you thought i would want to share a super private thing that makes me very very upset to talk about that i've only told you about so far and now jesus christ but yeah you thought we'd share that on air because it had up my popularity. Do I have that right there, Sarah? But like, you were so, like, in back in semester one, you were like into all of those clubs and socks and stuff. And I felt really bad when like all of that kind of fell apart, kind of, you know, like those guys on Radiohead were such assholes and Femsock dropped you and everything. And it was just so mean. And I just kind of thought that like, I don't know. Maybe this would make it better or bring it back or something. So I've got to show up here like a pity case and show everyone just how pathetic I am so that everyone knows that they've got to be nice to me because I am so very, very pathetic. No, that's not. No, 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 no. Let's let's do this, Sarah. Let's do it. Right. So audience, back in semester one, I was so excited to be away from home and free, you know, to do whatever it was I wanted. You see, at home... At home, it's just me and my dad, and uh, he's he's pretty bad at looking after himself. So I do most of the looking after when I'm home. As we covered earlier, my mother left uh, when I was 15. We haven't heard from her since. Uh, it was extremely hard on my dad, and he hasn't really recovered from from what I can gather. But anyway, um, yeah, I uh, look after him, and I always have. I cook dinners. I I I clean the house. He he goes to work. He, he needs that looking after, you know, and I was able to keep that up during school. I was able to work outside of, of school to help out with bills and all. Um, but coming to college was a big deal um, because, like, first of all, it was going to be tough on my dad. And, you know, he was he was real good about it. You know, he was he was he was really supportive. Um, but like, would he be able to mind himself? Like I make dinners and freeze them and offer him. But, you know, is that going to be enough? And now it turns out that there is, you know, some lady in the town calling in on him. And I uh, I don't know how I quite feel about that. But however, that's that's a whole separate level of patheticness in my life that we'll come back to, I'm sure. Um, but second, you know, this time in college, I'd, I'd get to be myself. You know, I wouldn't just be working in school or at home. I'd be doing other things. So like I went, I went too hard. I joined all the clubs and societies. I made an arse of myself on campus radio and I failed my mid-year exams. Yeah, that was that was that. Now, in fairness, Katie was uh, was really cool about um, noticing that I wasn't going to lectures when we came back and got me into the college counsellor and, 
yeah, stop me from going into a really big black hole. And I'm, I'm doing a lot better, but, you know, need to watch how much I'm doing to try to get people to like me, like right now. So there, was that uh, was that pathetic enough there, Sarah? Will I, uh, will I stop talking? Actually, you know, I think I, think I might get going. Kleena, oh, I, I really... I really thought it was like I don't I don't know I don't know what I I don't know what I thought I was doing um I don't know you guys were we're we're getting close to to time for the show so maybe if we maybe if we finish up and uh, we can we can go and get a cup of tea or something and and talk about this affair yeah I think this is yeah let's let's do that um so I can, yeah, um, so, yeah, that's this week's episode, um, tune in next week, we've got that extra episode, like Sarah was saying, um, Jono, no, Kino, and, and the business are, are up next. This week on your woman Denise's show. Here, so, yeah, this pre-drinks allaby thing, how is it that they can't tell the difference between a train one and a foreign one? Uh, you received the closest approximation. Uh, a train one with chicken balls is not a foreign one. Was the chicken in with the chips, rice and curry sauce? Was it? Was it? Uh, and uh, No, it was not. How the hell do you expect me to go out drinking for a whole night with soggy rice and chips sloshing around in my stomach? The train one is an abomination. Uh, here, a train one is the most perfect ratio of chips to rice to curry sauce down to humankind. How dare you sully its sterling reputation here on air. I urge, I urge all us listeners to just disregard this slanderous attack on the train one. Here, this isn't about a train one being crap, which it is. This is about this crowd not being able to... You made this about the train one the minute you said it was crap, okay? Everyone listening... Everyone listening that believes in the sanctity of takeaway and is done with the sullying of the train one with chicken, meet me outside the Binchy building Friday at five. This means war. We must band together to fight this influx and of... And that's as much as we were comfortable sharing in the promo. We might have gone too far this time. Didoy. You... You gotta tune in, I guess. Thursdays.